Lawson Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? All right, it's Muggins here from Muggins and Cream fame. I'm sat here with a tall glass of milk, Elliot Steele. That's right, I didn't realise we were starting. No, no, I just thought I'd shock you. Yeah. I just shock you into it. Came out of the blue. Uh, we, we sat here for an hour and just we were talking about doing a podcast and didn't realise we were clicking it and going there. Yeah, we had all the best crack before we started, didn't we? Oh, we've had a great chat. No, we have to talk about. We've covered literally everything. I haven't, I haven't seen the way I saw you at the Fringe, but... So, do you want to give them the, the warning for what's about to happen in half an hour into this podcast? Okay, um, I'm going to pause it in half an hour. There we go. Yeah, okay. Because I'm getting a, I'm getting a wardrobe delivered for my room and fitted. And it's one of them fucking shitty systems where they're like, oh, we're going to deliver the wardrobe between the hours of 7 in the morning and 11 o'clock at night. And you have to sit in the house all day and just wait for it to come. And uh, they did that. It was on, well, it's 11 till 6, I'm exaggerating. But they did that to me last Tuesday and then fucking rang me at like 5 to 6 where they're like, oh, the wardrobe's got a bit missing. We've been to the warehouse, so we're going to come on another oh. day. So they did it new. So I'm just fucking, um, I'm on house arrest. Yeah. That's d- the top and bottom of it. Nice. These companies have got no right to put you on house arrest. Look, just because I was going to sit here in my underpants anyway, scratching my balls watching Revisit La Liga, right, doesn't mean that they've got any right to pin me to my house. How the fuck do they do it if I'm not a layabout like myself? I don't know. If you, if you work at 9 to 5, like Natalie, fucking out the house, 7 to 6, right? How the fuck is she meant to... If do I'm you, not here... Do you take a sick day? Do you have to take a sick day to just get a wardrobe? Just take a sick day. Just be like, could you take a personal day? I mean, just can't... Could you just come at 7pm on the dot? Do you know what's class? That's a, uh, for all the people who work 9 to 5s now, a class little thing I found out now. Uh, companies are now accepting mental health days. So you're going to have to ring up a place and uh, I mean, I, you, don't put on a voice. Don't be like, I'm having a schizo day. Who said that? Like, you can take a mental health day now. Yeah. That's, that's going to be good for days off. That's going to get abused. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. People, Amount of people with hangovers calling up on a Monday. People do it anyway. The people harm up mental health illnesses that they don't have. You do it yourself. You I, do I, it. I talk about it oh, in you, pre- you pretend you've got dyslexia because you're thick. I have got dyslexia. I got diagnosed very late in uh, when I was 16 years old at college. I got diagnosed with it. Right. I didn't believe you. Well, I did. Like, honestly, you read all your text messages, you get them, you reply to them. Sometimes I... spelling mistakes in them, but you're you're reading everything, you're understanding everything. Sometimes I I read words wrong. Sometimes you just spell the thing back and then use it as an excuse. Look, bruv, what does me culturally appropriate in dyslexia really? Who does it hurt? Who does it hurt? Who? Who? Get them to write in. They're not going to be able to fucking do it. I thought you were about to let that joke go. (laughs) No, no, I was looking for a joke to put on and I didn't know where you were going. I was really pleased that you finished it. Um, It's like people with like dyslexia or like I'm, I'm just using this as a fucking minor thing like it must suck for people with dyslexia but like it's not affecting your happiness to, to a great deal right you've got people with actual depression right like someone like Robin Williams who has got on this it seems like he's got everything he's got this yeah. illustrious career he's got all this money he's got everything but depression still keeps him down yeah you've got people who well, are I just well I mean I mean 
definitely is what keeps him down now. Yeah. Down on the mm, ground. Yeah, the if, <laughs> hung himself <laughs> it, um, it was a depression but now now it's some rope let's, let's not speak ill let's not speak ill let's not speak ill of the great man we're going to have some kind of moral compass on this podcast yeah. beloved it was well I mean Robin he Williams. might not be down he might have been cremated but then but then you'll just have people who are they've made some poor life decisions that have got them broke that have got them broken up with that have got them and they'll go I'm depressed and you're going no you're just in a shit spot could you're just sad. Could it be, though? Yes, you've got situational sadness. Could I... And to lean on somebody else's mental illness just to just to say that I'm sad. Sometimes, though, what I would... And I talked I talk about it in my show this year that we do have this thing with sexy mental health disorders now. Like, we do always... I'll just do a bit. Where we, we pick and choose the ones we want to suit us at the time that we need. And it is always... You're right, and, like, there, there are these... I describe as sexy mental health disorders. You'll pick your anxieties, your depressions, your bipolars. ADHD. ADHD, which I have, and ADHD is is fucking debilitating at times it's horrific but you'll you'll get people who are like oh my god I'm so ADHD oh my god there's a squirrel and you're like that's not it's your brain never shuts up you can yeah. hallucinate it's horrific you're just a wank I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a toss pot but, but like you never meet someone who like turns up and goes hi I'm a psychopath do you hi oh, I've, uh, I've got like I've got male pedophilia <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just, it's just a mental health thing you know sometimes I get a hard on with kids Fuck it, are we sticking it to the mental health <laughs> this early on in the podcast five minutes in? But here's, here's the thing I would say with like what you were saying about... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a little bit Down syndrome. So. <laughs> Some, sometimes I'm really strong. <laughs> uh, no, so, but what, what depression can do and things like that, yeah, is it can be very... And it's gonna. It sounds weird. I don't want to. I think you've got to take responsibility for your actions. But at times, it can put you in a shit spot where you make the stupid decision because it makes you feel worthless. You know. You know. Like so with my anxiety at times, when I've had panic attacks, I've had panic attacks about things I've done when I was eight years old. Now, because like my brain's like my life's fine, everything's good. But anxiety doesn't work as like. Like, or sometimes it will go like everything's fine. You're not used to this. Fuck something up. Do you know what uh. I mean? But sometimes you'll be like, oh, I've got anxiety. I'm like, I've just seen you last week tanning the coke. <laughs> right. Oh, why do you have to do this every fucking podcast? I've not been doing, I've been so well behaved during the fringe. And then you come on and like the minute we're in this mood, you're like telling, you tan coke. And now he's having roid rage. <laughs> have you seen the shape of me at the moment? If there's one thing I'm definitely not on is steroids. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having, I'm having KFC race. And, and if you are on steroids, it's for your asthma. Another <coughs> one of your sexy fucking illnesses that you've got. Sexy. My lungs don't work. My sexy. Hey, ladies, you take my breath away. <laughs> I brought you from. Right, I've not. Every no, I was joking. I'd done that on purpose because last time you kept saying I, I, I used to tell you were tanning coke, which made it sound like you had a problem. Yeah. The problem is I ain't got any coke. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought I'd throw it in again yeah, just because I knew how much it wound up. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time it is that. A lot of the time when people are like, they'll, 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 they'll start like putting on a boot anxiety, and I'm like, I've seen your drug use. Because I've seen your drug could use could and you're talking about anxiety fuck like I, I, I went to a music festival on Saturday yeah Saturday Sunday what day is it Tuesday all day yesterday fucking anxious as hell of course I'm anxious I'm coming down off a pinger 
Right. Like, I never then started going, oh, I've got anxiety. I'm like, no, I'm suffering self-induced anxiety. I've got it right now, but like, I don't want your sympathy. I've done it myself. It's like, Claire, oh, I've got a headache. I put you on, you're drinking. Like, there may be someone who's actually got a migraine. They haven't, they've been eating healthy and all that. They've got a migraine, and you're banging on about your fucking headache because you drank a bottle of Jack Daniels last night. I'm just tired of that situational shit. Is the stuff that's going to get used as the day off. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. There are people who use it, but like, it's sometimes drugs and mental health go hand in hand because they can be seen as a quick fix. You know, like if you if you take coke or things like that, or you you do yeah. pills, it's like that can make you just happy, and then you can get into the cycle of it, making it way worse. But like, no, I do I do agree with you. I think we I think people do like people will just ring up work on a come down and go, oh, I'm suicidal. <laughs> oh no, I can't I can't come in and do that spreadsheet today, and then just sit there and watch all of Coronation Street. Aye. Uh, it's yeah, going to get properly abused. I think it, um, it's, it's like um, you know, the thing that got abused was the the thing where airlines had this thing about you can bring your emotional support animal. So like people have been at war, people who had PTSD do have emotional support animals, but then everyone would just be like, got an emotional support animal uh, because I, they couldn't check it. It's my emotional support animal, and uh, well, really, it's a fashion accessory. Yeah, well, it's, little, well, it's, it's, their, it's their pet. It's a handbag dog. Well, I mean, just their pet. Aye. Yeah, people like I would like to bring my pet on holiday with me. Would you? Yeah, I'd love to bring my cat away. Oh, I have I, all the time I'm there on holiday, just going, oh man, I wish there was some shit to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's why you bring Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm getting um, I'm, so I mentioned the wardrobes coming the day. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a new bed on Thursday. Okay, it arrives on Thursday, but I'm um, very excited. Huh? It is a really exciting time because. I've been moving with my mum and dad too since I was about 18 years old. Right? Show off. <laughs> the only reason I've brought you around here. I've had my driving license since I was 17. Oh this is, my this God. is not part of the story. I'm just rubbing it in your face. You live with your parents. Parent. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't drive. Um, Sorry, look, I'm ill. <laughs> fashionable. <laughs> Fashionable. I need this, to take a mental health day. I can't do this podcast anymore if we're going to be going on about me. And, uh, and this is actually because um, we'll get back to it after, but you've just finished the fringe, so you, you actually probably are suffering a bit of yeah. fatigue. Yeah. Work related fatigue yeah. from your one hour shift per day. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, so, me and Natalie decided to treat myself. We've, um, so, we didn't, we didn't have, right, I've just finished the tour. I just got paid. You treat yourself every Natalie. week. I treat myself every week, right? Look, I'm working class. I'm new money. <laughs> Where are you going on Saturday? Hawaii. Right. Treat <laughs> I'm treating myself. What are you getting delivered today? A new wardrobe on Thursday. A new bed. New come. bed. We're getting the bed. Done. We're getting the bedroom done, right? Um, got any car? Got any kids? Right? Got a little bit of fucking disposable income, and we're like, what do you reckon we should spend it on? In all my life since I've moved up with my mother's, I've been on IKEA beds, right? That fucking hundred pound mattress where the fucking spring style potting through after year one, and you keep it for another six, right? And uh, I was like, why don't we just go and fucking Rolls Royce the bed? And I'm properly excited. I've never been more excited about a purchase in all my life. I've uh, we went with John Lewis and just fucking tried every mattress and then picked the best one and then looked at the price tag afterwards. Got a uh, Siberian goose down pillars. Ooh, fuck me, I'm gonna can I bring through one of the pillars for you to put your head on? Yeah, 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 go on. 
We haven't used them yet, right? Oh, We've God. got the pillars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're going to be a reaction video for podcast. For okay. Reaction okay. video. So uh, should, I, should I speak to him while you go get it? Um, no, hold on. I'll, I'll get. I'll just finish through. I'll, um, we're not going to. We're not going to use any. Like so they arrive in, in piecemeal, but we're not going to use it until it's all in one. We we'll get the um, the mattress arrives on Friday. That's the final thing to come. And uh, we're getting like fucking Egyptian cotton and all that. Was it the silk silk feel from John Lewis? That stuff. Pretty excited, like yeah. Nice. But then, but then, but then, we get one night sleeping it, and then we have to be up early for a holiday. <laughs> Why? <laughs> get your file, you know. Yeah. Um, now we're fucking excited about all these things. Hold on, I'm gonna get the pillow. Alright, you go get the pillow, mate. I have never met someone in my entire life who treats himself every single week and then complains. Look at look at the life he lives. He's going to Hawaii. He's got this like bed that's cost thousands of pounds. And then he moans because some of his friends are sad and can't experience the same life as him. Because not all of us's best mate is a fucking worldwide success. Hey, Kai, how's it going? He'll just be nice about you. (laughs) This is what I do. This is is something. I think think this is like the working class guilt, right? I do do treat myself all the time. Like, I'm, I'm living a lovely life. But it is because of me. It's because of me lifestyle choices, right? I've fucking. I got. I decided to get away for ten weeks at a time and graft, graft twenty minutes a night. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I spend a lot of time apart. It's still, it's I don't still, have children. It's it's. You I don't have it's a minutes. It's but I can't. I can't talk about the things I buy without trying to apologise for it. It always comes with guilt. It always comes with a little bit of like fucking remorse. Like I shouldn't be. I didn't deserve this thing. I've got to kind of back it up. So I'm there like, oh, I don't even have a car, I don't even have kids. Like, fuck off, you've just been working away. Buy yourself something nice. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help myself from fucking... So is this, the, is this the pillow? So explain what pillow this is that I'm trying. This is, um, it's a Siberian goose down. What, what, so what, what's the, what, what is a Siberian goose down? Put your head on it. It's, that's that's duck, duck feathers. Ooh, okay. I did, I did, like, it's, like that. It's, I like that you like it. What are you doing like that pillow? I do. I think it's very nice. Uh-huh. Um, pillows are not my area of expertise. Nah. So I wouldn't know what's like. Wait, a what good... about when you hold it? Are the hugs anonymous? You <laughs> <laughs> know that when you have fashion pillows. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can stop using it now. Oh, sorry. Uh, so what? What I would say, because yeah, it's a very nice pillow. How much did it cost? 140 quid. 140 quid? For one pillar. That's all right. That's, that's you know, got, you treat yourself. I got two of them. I got one for Natalie. Oh. <laughs> one treat. I treat myself. I've honestly never been more excited about purchases because we spend, <laughs> we spend fucking eight hours a night in bed as people on average. What is it? Like seven, eight hours. That's what you're meant to get. Yeah. Sometimes you're different. Um, but it's something that, you know, I, like, I don't know if other people do, but I've never thought to invest in it. I've never thought for that to be the direction uh, of putting money. I bought... Because I'm never awake for it. Right. <laughs> I bought quite a nice uh, mattress a little while ago. Did you? Yeah. Like a... a, a, a what is it? Those air foam... The memory foam Memory ones. foam ones. See, we, we lay on a couple of memory foam ones, but I'm not sure about them. Like, they, they, they kind of like mould around you, but they didn't seem to offer you as much suspension you and got, comfort. You, well, I've got one that does, but it, like, you've got to break it in. But uh, I've been away. I haven't slept in that... But I'd, only tonight I'm going to sleep in my bedroom for the first time in six months and uh, it's like I went and had a lie on it today and I'm like fuck I haven't broke it in like it's so it's just like you've got to, you've got to sleep on it a little bit for it to work yeah and uh, yeah 
We're just talk, talking about our map. Oh, fuck it, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're doing. I'm trying to remember the key features of this one, but it was just the most comfortable, you know, when you're lying on them. Mm. I think gel pockets, whatever they are, there's Ooh, little gel pockets. That sounds good. I, temp- that sounds like one of those buzzwords. That temp- they use temperature to- regulating as well. Ooh, temperature regulating. Okay. And you've got to, like, you've got to turn it and flip it every couple of weeks, apparently. So, so it, like... Was there someone telling, saying all these words to you? Nah, uh, it was written on the written on the things. Did you do any research going into it? All we did is we said, let's not look at the prices. Let's just lie on the mile. Let's go back, like make a short list. Go back to the ones. People were coming up and going, do you need any help? But I was like, well, unless you're going to pick us up and put us on it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I can kind of make my own judgment on it. I'll, yeah, I'll get yeah. back to you. Um, and then we, we got it doing... Uh, um, pretty much one there was one standout one and it was actually half the price of the dearest one in there really yeah go on how much was it it was 899 for the mattress and uh, the most expensive one was two grand and we even when we found out the price we went did we miss something with the two grand one here and we went back and lay on it and then went back to the other one that's not too that's not as expensive as I thought you were going to say it mm. was well, uh, that's still expensive yeah it it adds up when you've got like the, the, but, the, the but if you're gonna if if your mattress like if they're meant to last seven years yeah you just got if you break that down as like per year or like well that that's fuck all I yeah. ain't gonna do the math oh, wait, like totally like it's it, like near enough hundred quid a year it's like like I'm saying I'm coming with this fucking guilt of like I'm spending this much on myself on yeah. such like a. Uh, it's, I don't know, right? But the the bed is uh, like an ottoman bed, like it, uh, it lifts up and like it, it kind of it's on a hinge, Ooh. so it ends up at like a forty five degree angle and leaves like storage underneath. And you know, if you live in a flat in London, yeah, yeah, yeah. storage solutions are key. This is the most fucking boring podcast in the world. Isn't it? <laughs> I was just letting you go. Wasn't it? I was saying that uh, because this is what, <coughs> this is what I've been doing lately. It will be time off. Yeah, I'm staying in my research on beds yeah. and bed shopping. Um, well, I, I, I don't, I don't have any stories. So I was there uh, until you. I was there. Uh, off me nut at a uh, music festival on Saturday night and I brought this up as a conversation piece with somebody i just met, another comedian, and I had to stop myself. I was like, oh, you know what I've just done? And I was about to tell them about my bed shop and basically what I've just done now. And they went, what? And I was like, actually, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I caught myself about where, the time. Where was that voice in your head five minutes ago before you started this time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I've known you for ages. Uh, it's these guys on a fucking... Is, yeah, I know. This is the thing. We have run out of things to talk about, haven't we? We've run out of, like, in our lives now. Because how long have we known you? I've known you seven, six years. Uh-huh. I've known you. Yeah? Right now, yeah, shit. First met when I was 17. Um, I groomed you? And groomed me, yes. Uh, kept telling me about this fancy bed he's had. Uh, um, so, I've been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to the Fringe? I've been at the Fringe, man. It's sick. And, um... You actually, this is, uh, hold on, I was just making sure of my phone out the went here because I saw You told me, yeah. I'm going to go in, I think we've got this on record yeah. on the podcast, right? Yeah. I'm going to go in, I'm going to like eat clean, I'm going to uh, work I, out, yeah. I'm going to stay off the drink, Right. I'm not going to do any drugs, and I'm going to focus on my show. Yeah. You felt like you blew your show two years ago. Yeah. You had a year off, you've come back with a strong show. Yeah. And you went in, and you texted us in week one. And it's all going to plan. Yeah. And then I got talking to Ashley Story. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I was messaging her, and she was like, "Elliot, Elliot's been really well behaved. It's like he's, uh, it's like he's all grown up and matured. He's, yeah. he's. Um, I feel like there's a big buck coming here. 
he's, uh, he's, he's doing his getting up early for his friends. I, I'm sure I saw him drinking a cup of tea the other day in Avatar. That's what yeah, she said when all yeah. the boys were drinking. He was there with a cup of tea and then yeah. he went home early. And I just texted her back and, well, I'll give him till Friday. <laughs> Fought nothing of it. Friday night. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> One o'clock in the morning. I got a message off you saying, I've just broke a man's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Did the wheels come off the bus? Wheels came off his bus. Oh, <laughs> oh it went over my punchline. <laughs> Let's pause the story. Had to pause the podcast there because there's uh, some guys now in my bedroom fixing up a wardrobe. We've got, we've got, some, some real men. We've got an audience. Um, so, yeah, we're um, talking about... So, I want to get back onto this, right? I got a text a few out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I broke a man's arm. And I was like, that's the that's the very definition of the wheels coming off the bus. Yeah. You're fucked up a clock. You text your mate saying that. You must have got into a fight. Right? And then try and explain this to the podcast listeners. What Because what when you explain it to me, you did not come out looking great. Ugh. No, so right. try and... I'm not going to put in. I'm not yeah, going to steer yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So what happened, right, is uh, I was in Avatar... I'm sure I'll say the name of the place. I'm not going to say the name of people. So Abattoir is the artist bar. Artist bar. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we've mentioned it before, but just if anyone's tuned in now, uh, it's the artist bar. It's, yeah. He wasn't actually in a... That, that would be a way better yeah. story. Yeah. I was just like, I was just at a slaughterhouse. But that's why it's called... They call it Abattoir because it's a place to go get slaughtered. Get slaughtered. That's, that's a joke. Um, and I go outside and I see... And I, I'm just going to... I cannot tell you what happened beforehand. I see three people on top of a dude outside Avatar. Why can't you tell me what happened before? Because I don't know. Oh. Like, I don't know. Three I don't, people? Sorry, yeah. Do you know the three people? I knew the three people on top of this guy. And they were... They were... What their names? The, Name the role? Do, doorman. Yeah. Doorman. Friend. Right. Um, on top of one dude. On top of one dude. And he must have done something because... He, he's done something because... Your friend and the two doormen. They're not the kind of people who just get on top of people. Yeah, and also the dormant of the artist bar is actually, he's a tough guy, yeah. but he's actually quite artsy himself. He's artsy himself. He's a, the he's nicest a, guy. He's a sweetheart. To explain him to people, he's like, imagine someone from Kingsman. He's not looking for trouble. He's No, 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 not at all. Uh, he's a lovely guy. And uh, so I go out and I see that. Now, I have a espresso martini in hand at this point, and I'm just looking over, sipping it. Enjoying watching it's it. Special martini, which is somewhere between Jaeger bomb and cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just having a sip of that watching, because I'm not going to lie, I enjoy watching situations like that. They're kind of fun. Um, my friend, who is on top of him, looks up, sees me there, and gives me a sort of nod of like... He's a hand, mate. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy must have been pretty big then. He was he was a bit of a unit. He was he was uh, he was more on the on the he was more on the side of he enjoyed. Uh, I think he was very drunk and he enjoyed a few pies. So it's quite quite hefty. Heavy. Hefty, yeah, yeah, like a like a butter bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this is the funny part. So I give Gareth War my espresso martini. I, I thought re- you were going to name names. No, well, he was. A, yeah. <laughs> so they're beating up Gareth. <laughs> so I run over, and they go grab his other arm. So I go, I grab the arm and I immediately go for an arm bar. And the doorman looked at me and went, no, mate, just restrain it. So I go, yeah, what the fuck? I'm not, you know, I'm not Bruce Lee. What am I doing here? So I get his arm, but he's moving it around quite a bit. Now, all I remember is put the shoulder to the floor, 
grabbed the arm from what, what's this part Wrist called? Control. Do, do, oh, the elbow. I didn't go what's the, did you just ask what the elbow is yeah, called? No, no, no. But like this sort of area, like it was the forearm. The elbow. The forearm. There we go. Look, I'm not the one on trial here. <laughs> The LM elbow. The, the, uh, the LM elbow. <laughs> I move. I put the. I put his shoulder to the floor. I grab that, and I just sort of go boom. But I move it back quite far, and this is what I hear: snap. I just hear, and like, and I look round, and I'm like, the, in amongst this chaos of this guy wrestling, nobody else has heard it. So I'm there, like, gonna keep that quiet. Uh, Did he scream? No, uh, because at this point he was unconscious. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just, wait, keep telling it. Right. I'm not staring it. So then what happens, like I'm fucking a bit panicky now because I'm like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't be telling this story. Allegedly, this is what happened. Uh, <laughs> so I, I move it behind, right? There's this snap. There's this snap. I look over at my friend who's on top of the guy and he goes, uh-oh. And I go, what? And he goes, he's just shit himself. So the guy then we're on top of shits himself. He's unconscious, broken arm, shut himself. He was, uh, he was, he was unconscious. As in, I, when I say unconscious, let me make clear to people. The guy, this is brutality now. The, the guy who's on top of him, yeah. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't be telling this story. Uh, the guy who's on top of him, he wasn't unconscious like he'd been knocked out. Can I just like make this clear? What he, the guy he like, just took it out. <laughs> he was he was just he was he wasn't like unconscious is the wrong word. He'd he's subdued. He was subdued. But then he could have screamed if he broke his arm. Well, I'll get there. Let me finish the story. Spoiler alert: didn't break his arm. He's fine. Like I'm not a lawyer I I court right now, but I would fucking be having you against the fence right now with the way you're trying to twist and turn and cover your tracks and change the story while telling it. Yeah, I don't know if we should be putting this on the podcast. I only asked you, well, how many broke guys' arm? Well, oh, fuck. Oh, anyway, he was fine. He was fine. It turns out he was fine. You didn't, I didn't break his I arm. I didn't break his arm. He was fine. Uh, I did hear a big snap. I might just be the world's best chiropractor. Who knows? Do you know you just walked away going, ooh. <laughs> that's been bothering me for years. But and now all of a sudden. This, this guy, from what I... I got out there, saw that. This guy had tried to walk in, started taking swings at people. And like had been put on the floor and had like, and when he got up afterwards, he then tried to go and have a fight again. Yeah. So he was just steaming drunk. Yeah. He was just, just he, trying to fight anybody. He was just trying to fight anybody. And he ended up but fighting everybody. I think, I think, let me, let me make this clear. He got what he deserved. Yeah. If you're going to turn up to a place, take swings. At, there's kids around, you know. If you're going to take swings at people, one oh, of them. One of them. Well, one of them fucking snapped the cunt's arm. But no, uh, his that arm was, was fine. His arm was fine. Was there. Like, it's that, I got that text message of you. The reason I let you tell that story yourself is because no matter how you tell it, no matter, like, even though you're oh, the hero of your own story. I'll come out bad. You ran in where a guy was already subdued by three people and then broke his arm. Like, I didn't break his arm. I didn't break his arm. He, but but do you know do you know what, bruv? You chat shit, you get banged, innit? Like, <laughs> if you if you're gonna if you're gonna have that thing here yeah, where you're gonna go, don't don't try fight Dorman. Coward, like, you're a coward. I am a coward. I am a coward. But at the end of the day, I didn't mean to. If if I'd gone, if I'd meant to do it, his arm was fine. I had him in handcuffs afterwards, so his arm was fine. Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police yeah. came because he was trying to fight everyone. Should have fucking arrested he. 
<laughs> what, for being, you, for being a legend? <laughs> but just like hiding in the bush while it's all kicking off, and as soon as, as soon as, well, as soon as the fight's won, you dive <laughs> up the bush. Do you know what? Do you know what the worst part is about this? Yeah, this is how I. This is how in my head how I saw that story until I text you. Uh, Can I explain how I saw that story? Trouble is afoot at Abattoir. The boys outside need help. Elliot walks out with an espresso martini, runs over, takes hold care. Hold my drink. T- hold my drink. Hold my drink, Gareth. Hold my hold drink, drink lesser man. My, yeah. You can let, help, but, but uh, 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 let the men deal with let this. Let the men deal with this. Let me go over. Oh, you you want to resist, do you? Snap, hand me back my espresso martini, when in reality, it was absolutely fine. I probably didn't need to get involved. Uh, um, and you got involved when it was already dealt with. Uh, oh, yeah. and then Like, it, where were you when it was kicking off? I was ordering an espresso martini. Uh, Your friend, who I know who that friend is, was probably just with you also having an espresso martini, but he he saw danger and he reacted before it was over. Yeah. The difference. Listen, listen. You know, history is written by the victor. Uh, good luck to that guy writing anything with that arm. But there's not. I didn't. I didn't. Just just to make clear, in case I, in six months' time I'm sat in court and they're players, I didn't break his arm. It turned out it was fine. It's all good. I wonder what the fuck those guys were setting, building that thing. I'm thinking, like, Jesus, these guys are having tense conversation. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's how I think. If anyone's eavesdropping a podcast. Yeah. Like, this isn't how we normally talk to each other. Like, it's like an exaggeration. Oh, no, I would be high-fiving about talking about smacking someone. No. But anyway, uh, I didn't... I I was joking there as well. I didn't break his arm. His arm was fine. Right. We're going to run in circles. Um, Because you've... Like him when he's swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been back in the gym there since the end of the tour. I've been getting up. I've been getting up and do the. Uh, You're seven- looking very, very good shape. Thanks, man. I've been doing the seven o'clock in the morning Muay Thai. So f- I, I, I stand by fasted cardio because I, I put on a quite a bit of timber mm-hmm. on the tour. I get like this yeah. skinny fat. Yeah. I mean, I like I lose any kind of. It's weight, where I am at the moment. Any kind of weight I have in my arms, but you still got thick shoulders though, so you carry it well. Uh, I get like my shoulders and arms go small and I get a fat belly, and um, and I found the best way I can focus it, get rid of it, is if I do fasted cardio. Yeah. So whether that's just going for a jog down the canal or what, but the Muay Thai gym do like fucking sparring and uh, fitness classes and uh, technical drills and pad work every day. It's a different type of class, Um, but it feels fucking it feels mint because you're done by eight. Like I'll be walking back sweating. Don't have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've done me like I I don't feel bad about lounging around and watching fucking Netflix if I'm working seven to eight. But it just feels like I'm up to something. You know what I mean? I'm training to fight while everyone sleeps. Like, yeah, what are you up to? What a, have you got planned? <laughs> I, that's why I had to give up Muay Thai before the fringe because yeah. of what you just said there. That uh, The feeling of I've completed the day. The feeling of I've completed the day when you still have to do like three hours of writing right, is, yeah. is dangerous because I've had it before where, like, fuck me, man. I'd go in at, t- I'd go in at 10, be done by 11.30, walk back, have my lunch, and I'd be like, well, I need to have a nap. Yeah. And then before you know it, it's four. And then you go, oh, well, you know, it's four. No one writes at four. Nah. You know, so I had to give it up. You had to give it up. But, but uh, uh, you, you're, you're, you're fucking with it at the moment. But uh, it's been every, every morning. I love it. I've, because I, I, I kind of use my jet lag to my advantage when I come back from America. I was like, I wake up at like 4.30 and stuff, like wide awake. And then uh, like, so when I got to seven, I'd already like fucking had a cup. I was playing some PlayStation or whatever. Like I was just like, you know, getting up at um, old man times. Mm. 
Like I used to fuck me off when I worked at the sports centre. I was there. Early bird swim was seven, so I had to be in at half past six to take the covers off the pool, yeah. get the lights on, just fucking just turn the sports centre on. And when I turned up at six, there'd be cunts queuing outside. The old people that were coming for the seven o'clock swim, they're there at fucking half past six. And uh, you'd chat to them. And they were like, ah, I've washed the car and mowed the lawn and walked the dog. And now they've already done like a bunch of shit. And that's how I felt like the last few days, like getting up at those, t- like last few weeks, getting up at those times. Right. Sorry, sorry. All I was saying is like, um, it's just such a weird thing. I don't know if it's just highlighted a bit more that it's seven in the morning, but it's like, it's seven in the morning, like I fucking kind of sneak out the house and gone under the railway bridge, like now it's in the yeah. arches, and um, and fun fight with strangers. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing, you know, when you put it like that. It's an odd hobby. It's such it? an odd hobby. Like, I gone in and we fight each other, we fun fight each other. We're gone in and fun fight at like seven in the morning, and we're all fucking love it. And none of us know each other from outside of the gym. We just know each other from this fucking common little fetish that we've got of yeah. wanting, wanting to chin each other. <laughs> have you have you had that thing where people in your gym, like you've ever like tried to hang out with people from your gym? Like I've done it a couple of times, like mm. in my gym. I've been there, I've been there two and a half years. Just so like I'm, completely different people, right? Like, so I know these, I'm, but like it took them a year before anyone realised they did comedy. Yeah. Like before anyone really asked. Because you already had the common interest. Mm. It comes up with me quite a bit because I'm I'm in and out of the gym. Like, mm. like I've been going for three years in and out. Mm. Right, I'll, like I've just done a fucking solid month there, and I've yeah. seen one or two people that I trained with in the afternoons. They've dropped out in the morning, mm. so there is one or two people who I know from last time. Mm. So I'll be like, oh, I've been away with work for a couple of months, so I haven't been able yeah. to do it. And then it comes up, what do you do? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not in the business of fucking spinning a web of lies, even though I'd rather not talk about it when I'm training. People, people have odd jobs there though. Like when you think about it, like the odd jobs there is that some of the people oh, are professional fighters. I love, hi, there's people mm. that are professional fighters. That's the job. There's people who are there who are like, uh, I got tired of a bloke who was a doctor. Yeah. And he's just like, he just likes to keep yourself fit. It's yeah. like, you telling everybody else to be healthy and practices his own what he preaches. Yeah. And then, um, and then you'll get people who are absolutely just like the day just to keep off the streets. Yeah. They're recovering like drug addicts and stuff. So you get like, you get people from fucking every walk of life get in there. It's, it is great like that. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a few very reformed characters in my gym. Yeah. Like a few people in there mm-hmm. who are like very, very Croydon. Yeah. And are now like professional Muay Thai fighters. It's interesting. But what you was talking about getting up early there. And I, so my fringe show this year was at 12.15. Which in... Um, that that doesn't sound like much if you say to somebody, oh, my job starts at 12. That's a lie-in for most people. But it's festival hours. Mm. Like... You're on festival hours. Like, if you were Glastonbury and, and you had to be up at 12.15, you'd be like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. It's and a I festival. I do that every day for, like, 28 days, yeah. And uh, I, do, like, love the show. Everyone who came, especially podcast listeners, I love it when you come and you point out, hey, listen to us on the podcast. And oh, good. They were all surprised that I was actually good at comedy. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Every single one was like, yeah, I'm quite surprised that you were able to do that kind of show. Thank you. Um, for that's that backhanded compliment low expectations oh, that's all so low um, but then uh, yeah I don't want to do uh, a show at that time again because it's it's just getting up at that time it's not just and let me explain getting up at that time if you wake up at 10 I still want to have an hour in bed yeah but in that hour in bed I'm there going fuck, I've got to go do the show. You want to have some breakfast before you do a one-hour stage? Uh, I, sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. Fasted comedy? Fasted comedy. I'd be probably late-headed, I reckon, if I'd done a 12 o'clock show without having breakfast. I, 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like eating before I go on stage anyway, like that close. Yeah. You know, do you know what it's like? Like, you know when you do a gig at some venues and they give you food? I, was like, I always get the food afterwards. I was like that until my first one hour at the Fringe, right? Because um, I got nervous before the gigs. Whether I liked it or not, I got nervous. Even if I told myself I wasn't nervous, I still had the symptoms of being nervous. Shriveled up dick. Nervous all the time. Um, now, you know, if you're going for a pee, if you're nervous, it's like you've just been for a jog. You know, you never noticed that. If you're nervous about something, you're going for a piss, your dick shrivels up. What? No. It's like, um, your dick shrivels up when you go for a jog. Go for a jog, I want to. Is that what happens? Fizz dick, that's what they call it in the oh. Marines. Fizz, not fizz. Fizz, physical. Um, oh, right, right. Not, not fizz. No, it's not physical. No, no, it's not like an alka salsa. <laughs> I'm so amazed like, that you could just say that word like that, by the way. What was that? Alka salsa. Uh, Fuck me. If I had that in my vocabulary, that would sit in the back room and just not be used. Well, never come that, would take, that, would take, that would take like two guys with a key to turn the lock. Get alka salsa. Really prepare take, me for alka salsa. Take it out of your vocabulary, <laughs> put it in the lexicon. Yeah, yeah. It's ready to fire. The moment's gone. There'd have to be a five minute. It more than that, I was about to use that word. <laughs> um, so I had um, a bit of a druth, dry mouth, dry, yeah. dry mouth, um, sipping your drink all the time before you go on because your mouth's yeah, dead dry. Yeah, yeah. So even if you're like, oh, I don't feel that nervous, check your pulse. And even if you don't feel that nervous, your heart rate's up and also the inability to eat. And up, up to like three, two, three hours before the gig, I couldn't eat food because... I guess you're just the, the nausea of being yeah. nervous. Um, done my first fringe in 2010, and I ended up just doing loads of extra shows. I was on Big Value. I done Jocks and Jordies. Uh, I done my own show, and then any other bits and bobs. So I had three definite dotted throughout the day, That's and then any extra shows. ones I picked up. And because it was my first fringe, and I was unknown, I had to go into all of the fucking free fringe laughing horse shows just to get rid of flyers. Just to like yeah. announce myself, like day a five minute spot, get rid of So I was doing loads. And I was like, if I can't eat before a gig, I'm never ever gonna eat. So I found myself like not hungry, just forcing food down us before I got on. And eventually it's just become like, it's fine now, it's all right. Yeah, I'm about what? So you just gotta force yourself through it. Oh, no, 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 it's not a nerve thing. It's just generally like, uh, sometimes like I'd be on, do you, so do you know what my routine was? Up, sometimes I'd Uber it to my venue, sometimes I'd walk, I'd have a route, I'd walk, but I'd change it up every now and then. Sometimes I'd go past the meadows, sometimes I'd go through town. And I'd get to Bannerman's where I was. I'd have a cigarette. Uh, I'd have, I'd get a water and a Red Bull. Yeah. The water was to have off stage. I'd drink the water off stage. A Red Bull for was when I was on stage. Because what I, re- I actually really enjoy during an hour show, having a beer on stage. Yeah, but I you didn't want to have a 12 o'clock beer. I didn't want to have a 12 o'clock Because beer. that would have been your first beer. That would have been, at yeah. At 12. Yeah. And that would have been the yeah. wheels coming off the bus. That would have been the wheels coming off the bus. Because you get a taste for it, like, fancy another one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so on the last day, I had a beer. And it actually wasn't as nice as the Red Bull. I, like, I've barely, I wouldn't finish the drink. Because, yeah. like, if, if anyone who saw my show, like, part of, like, the performance of it is I'm sat down during it or I'm sipping, you know. But, like, uh, it's... But, that, but you know when you've just got that set routine and eating, the only, eating only came into it a couple of times. A couple of times I'd go to a pie maker. Like, I might have gone out and had a few drinks the night before. I wouldn't be, like, hungover, but I'd be like, I probably should eat something because yeah. the last time I ate was at 8 o'clock last night. So I might go to a pie maker and get myself a little pie. Yeah. But there was nothing... Oh, you get yourself a little pie. Oh, yeah, I'd get myself the haggis and mashed potato pie. Oh, uh, that's lovely. Yeah. 
after <laughs> you know hungry like, after like hung, you and just clutching your coins oh right? yeah my coins from my pockets and the night before pie, the, the night before I'd snap some cons on for no reason <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and there I am hello you are absolutely fucking Perry from Kevin and Perry <laughs> hello can, hey, I, can, I, can, can I have, have a pie please <laughs> yeah man well, it was it was a fun it was a fun fridge there was nothing do you know what was interesting not having like when you and Danny weren't really there because Danny was there but he wasn't but he there. lives out of town now he, he lives out of town and then when Danny popped in Danny would pop in and get to like two and he'd be like right let's yeah. move off he just wanted to be back in his new crib yeah. didn't he he has um, me fucking going on I've bought a bed after uh, the two hours he's like I've bought Tony Stark's mansion yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous um, but you came up like second weekend right and what, what was interesting, you did that You did that thing that everyone who comes up second weekend does, where you turn up fresh-faced. And you, the second re- weekend is the good weekend to turn up, I think. Ah. If anyone's to ever come, you go, come second weekend, everyone's settled. But yeah. not, no one's burnt out yet. You turn up on that second weekend, and you were just like, woo, let's go. Stuff the ev- everyone went like, dial it back free. Nah. <laughs> nah, everyone dialed it up. Fuck did you. they? Fucking yesterday. Did, did they? Well, I ended up back at Danny's watching the UFC. Fucking still was, up at seven in the morning. I wasn't mate. there. People dialed it up. Ah, you know, we had a twelve o'clock show. You had responsibilities, yeah, yeah, yeah. and at least you had the fucking common sense to go and right. I kind of joined this. Oh, no, it was, oh, just, I was, it was I just was, you that shot yourself. You were like, oh fuck, I remember this piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was. Because um, it, it, this is this is the thing we do at the fringe. Eh? It's it is great fun. It's it's great. I. I didn't cry. I had two days where I came close to crying. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never cried at the fringe. Yeah, you're not. People do that, don't they? Oh, yeah, it's a big thing, the fringe Mad cry. pussy thing to do that, like. Ah. Crying. <laughs> oh, my fucking show's not going. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, like, mean, I don't mean about show or anything like that. I mean, like... The reviewer said that I'm not funny, but... So fucking... How am oh, I? Oh, man, never... But the thing is, yeah, you can take the piss... But, 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 you can but, take but, the piss but, out of reviewers when you're not there. But, but I've like, been flying in the rain and there's only 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> there's people fucking doing the cold face, man. Yeah, but do you know what? It, like, I get it. I know it's easy to laugh at, but like the reviewer thing, yeah. Arty wank crying. Oh, over shut over. up. They yeah. would fucking cry over your art when it's not really an art. Well, I disagree. I think it is art. Um, yeah, I think it, it fits into the category of art. I don't consider myself an artist. No, I, but I think I think like in stand-up comedy, you got to be self-aware. So then, for us to go like we are artists, that we then sound amazingly unself-aware. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like piss, piss it, artists. It, it is it is it is an art form. But like one thing that I enjoy about stand-up comedy, like the the, the reason I I only do stand-up comedy, I can't do anything else, and I don't mean as like just any other thing. I had to do an audition for a voiceover thing, and I turned up and I sucked at it because they were like I wasn't in control. I wasn't in, they were like, go, no, can you read this part? And I'm like reading these whack jokes and I'm there and I went like, let, can I do this my way? Like, let me just do it. And they're like, no. And then I mean, I can't do anything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, when you get that invite to turn up to, you had it with the celebrity big brother thing. Yeah. It was fucking gross. Yeah. Like, um, and I, I, it's not a, I'm sure there's a Mitch Hedberg joke about that. But like, when, when you're a comedian, you, um, when you're a comedian, you get like asked straight away, like, can you write a script? Can you write oh, a sitcom? Can you do that? And yeah. you're like, what, what's the punchline of the joke? He's like, it's not like as if I 
got a job doing this, so that's when you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it again? It's, it's not the same. He's just talking about, like, no, I just want to do comedy. This is yeah, what I do. It's fucking so right. Yeah. Like, because as well, like, when you start doing stand up, all of a sudden you've got to be good at logistics because you've got to work out how to fucking get your product from here to fucking Sheffield. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to work with the logistics of that and the financial side of the logistics and the, the timing of it and all that. So all of a sudden you've got to have that string to your bow, which you might never have been good at. Right, yeah. um, and then you've got to have like some kind of accountancy thing. Your administration needs to be in spec, which is why we've got like people that take chunks out of our wage in the form of agents and accountants and that. Because you're like, uh-huh. oh fuck, I actually haven't got the capacity to to deal with this. I'm just fucking. I think of funny thoughts, and I've got good ways of packaging them to deliver to strangers. Yeah. All of a sudden, I've got to be fucking good at all these other things as well. Yeah, and you see all that all that like other hard work that goes with it. And then you're standing there in the rain, you're flyer, and 12 people turn up to your show. You're allowed to fucking cry. <laughs> Honestly, I, like, you know what? You should, I, I, I didn't think you should bottle up crying. You should probably, if you feel like crying, you probably should, it's probably bad for you to choke down them tears and fucking bottle it up. And that's probably what leads you to having, like, fucking, like, suicidal thoughts and stuff like that, as if you like it's probably why there's like high male suicide rates because they fucking feel like they have to be a man and they can't deal with their emotions the way the one who sort of bottle it up and they're buried away and it manifests and it fucking hurts you psychologically but I'm just really glad that I don't have to deal with them emotions if I've got lower numbers I'll be like ah oh, way fucking I've got me health <laughs> you know like people like I get a bad review and I'm like ah you know what my mates think I'm alright yeah, don't I know, I know. You could, it's so like, it's so easy to like easily take a stance against reviewers that is like, oh, they're just fucking this, that, and the other. I like the good reviews. The it's thing like a compliment. is, the, the thing is though, when you, I, when I you get a good review, it does put a spring in your step. That if, day. if you get a compliment off a fucking audience member, it puts a spring in your step. If they come up and go, that's the best show I've seen all day. Ugh. And yeah, I'm, I'm on at 12. You've probably seen these shows. If I see, if audience members come up to me, don't speak to me, you scum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, people are really nice after my show, actually. And the laugh does nice. Um, and it's like, you know, if you get a bad review, it sucks. If they don't laugh, it sucks. If someone comes up and went, mm. the wor- the worst, the, the worst thing with reviews is, is this year, like I got four, four and a half, and I got threes, right? The thing that's annoying with a three is a free is actually a good review. And for free, it's like, this is a good show, but you just can't do anything with it. Well. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, yeah, this is good. So then you cry? What do you do? Do you uh, just go meh? No, I played Mario with Tom. Would you, would you rather get a three star or no review? Well, it's answers, obviously, isn't it? You'd rather not have the review at all than have the three star. <sighs> no, because then if you don't get, if you don't get, we're just getting, just quite self-indulgent. If you it is self-indulgent, but let's do it, right? If you don't get reviews, what will then happen is like, so I knew, when I knew I was getting a couple of good reviews, like yeah. I knew like you get, you sort of know when you're going to have good reviews. Like There's a reviewer in the show goes well. Yeah. So you have, you have to be sideswiped for them to do it. Well, I, I had a, I had one reviewer just come up to me afterwards and be like, look, I'm reviewing it for this. That's a really good show. Yeah. I don't worry about it. Like, um, what, what I was surprised with was I didn't get any like, I actually got called like quite woke. This not woke, but like I actually got called like quite like feminist. You sound astonished. I, I am because I'm definitely fucking not. Yeah. But you did do bits about like ethical porn and stuff like that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. What we were working on together before yeah. your preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were very good to work with. Actually, you're very good to work with because you really do draw a bit out. 
Yeah. Like you do go like, what is it you're trying to, what is this here? here this is what the story is. And I think that comes from when I started out um, and I would like, I'm not like just started out, but yeah. when I was um, writing, uh, I, I would write with Tom Stade when I lived in Edinburgh right, and yeah. he would draw a bit out. So he kind of showed me how to write with someone as well as. Yeah. That's another, that's a really important thing to learn is how to write with people that, um, do you know who's great to write with? Tom Horton. Tom's good, like, yeah. As in, like going, Tom. Yeah, will, Tom. Tom's given me a couple of really good lines in my last show. And Tom, Tom will also come watch your show and go like, "Here's what the structure of this yeah. is. This is what you're because it's so easy when you're writing a show to have your idea, yeah. And then you you have a bit that's interesting, and someone will go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's the show." Yeah, that bit there is what the show should be. Yeah, instead of you then going like you say, yeah, you, you like you'll help you shift your focus. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. Mark Mark Nelson's fucking killer. Like uh, I've been so lucky that um, where every time I've previewed my shows, it's been with uh, Mark Nelson, Gareth Ward, Daniel Sloss, and yeah. we'll fucking um, we'll sit together and we'll work on it, and then we'll watch each other's shit. So the four of us have got like a big influence in each other's shows. Yeah. And, uh, and then when we when we get to the fringe, we're normally fucking shit hot because you've had like a, just a, an extra three joke writers like fucking oh, helping that, you with your premises, expanding it, oh, like leading you in the right direction, like right <coughs> with your sense of humour in mind rather than, yeah, than that yeah, one yeah. as well. Because that's that's sort of thing as well. Like that's the that's the thing that I, I'll say. Like the worst bit uh, for me this year about the fringe wasn't wasn't the fringe itself. It was two months before it having yeah. to get that show and where it was being so personal mm-hmm. and like you you do you find like oh man you got it to cut if you do it next year you got this to come that thing where you're sat in may and you'll have gone to muay thai you're gonna come back here you're gonna put on la liga and then you're gonna sit back and go i should be working on the show yeah I should be every book i pick show. up every playstation I game i pick up the it's, that's the, it's because you're self-employed you've got yeah. no boss breathing down your neck yeah you've just got you and it's only you you can let down and you let yourself off with so much shit i'll leave it so late usually um but i've got i've got ideas for next year i'm uh, i'm taking i'm taking some time off i'm not going to go out to australia i'm actually coming to australia soon uh to the podcast listeners in australia uh i'm coming with daniel sloss on tour in october oh, dope. Um, it's fucking. It's pretty sick, right? Um, we're going out to Tokyo, yeah. which I'm going. I'm going to Tokyo, yeah. but I can't get my visa yeah. for such a short period of time. So I'm just going to go out there yeah, to see. join the tour. For sure. Danny's doing it without the support, or if we can find someone local. Um, and then we've got Hong Kong, Singapore, um, Australia, and then we'll come back and do the European. So that's uh, that's me plugging the gigs that are coming up. Just go on Daniel Sloss's website um, if you want to see my solo show. Hold on, I'm just going to pause this. Come on in, mate. Oh, it's just the uh, wardrobe construction guys borrowing a chair. No, got to go. Fancy, fancy to sit down. Got to go put it in Narnia. Ah, yeah. Bit of whimsy. Bit of whimsy. Um, yes, I'm doing one solo show between now and Christmas. It's on the 22nd of December and it is in Newcastle. I think I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. Because, because I've, I've lent my entire career to Daniel's career yeah. for this last 18 months because yeah. he's had more, like way more success than me, so it's more exciting. Yeah, oh, yeah. I could have just been doing like little mini tour of my own, like 40 people and that. Right. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'll just go and play to 1,200 with that cunt. If we're doing plugs, yeah. on the, on, well, I'm doing, a, I've, there will be some more dates, but I'm doing my show at the Brighton Comedia on March 20th of 2020. That is very far away. It's not even on sale yet. That's going to be a new show. That's my show. The show that you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. latest one? Yeah, yeah but cool. uh, I've booked it in now. Probably not even meant to say it yet. I've probably got to wait for loads of things to be confirmed. Fuck it. Um, 
but also, yeah, I think I'm going to be... Because Palace are playing Newcastle the day before your nice. show. So uh, I let's I have a good time. So I thought it was going to come up and let's do that. see Newcastle. And um, so, yeah, that, next year, this is, a, this is what I plan. I'm doing my bedroom out. Um, I'm getting a computer desk in, and I'm going to have a working day next next year. Because I'm gonna, I'm only gonna pick a handful of weekend gigs just to, yeah. just to not get rusty, you know, just to like pop away. Dude, do you know what to do? Take advantage of living in London. And take advantage uh, of living in London. I've already, so many I've gigs. already spoke to some people um, about. I, I didn't want to be chasing money gigs all the time. Yeah. I want to be looking at gigs where I'm getting less money or no money, and they can give us the creative freedom yeah. to have me note to me back pocket. There's, a couple of bits written on my hand. I mean, top then, secret every night. You know, that's one of the best places in the world. Then you got uh, just down the road, backyard, backyard. Green. Every yep. Thursday, they got a new material night. Literally five minute walk from you. You got a boat show on Tuesday. The Guinea Pig Club. They yep. do one that's on a boat. That's cool. Like you can. I know people in London. Like I, I never do it because I. I I hate it, but like we will do three gigs, three new material nights on a Monday. Most yeah, well, I will do is two. That's the plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna have writing days. I'm gonna get up and just do stuff, and I'm gonna like just put me set on the back burner, like my club set. Yeah, I'll keep it alive. I'll keep it yeah. going, and then I'll just try and like um, do the stores, do the comedians. Yeah, well, like. uh, that's that's the plan. I'll go up and do the stand gigs in the glaze. Do, um, do that, that, this is the weird thing about London. Yeah, like yeah, I can understand why people like moan that everything's in London. Because the amount of things I've got from just doing spots at places in London, yeah. as in like just being seen for something, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, me and my mates just popped down, fancy watching some comedy." Man, and I've, like, I've done no, I've done literally Soho Theatre in the Comedy Store. The only things and the uh, mm-hmm. Slosses tour, yeah, uh, are the only gigs I've done in London. Everything else is outside of London. I think I'm the fucking only person in the world that's moved to London and commutes out of it. Oh no! It's fucking pointless. It's so good. It's so good for like just central London for like because man, do you know what? So today this is the first time I got the tube in ages because of being in Edinburgh, and it just felt nice. Just oh, it felt so nice like being actually back in London. Yeah, like seeing people rush, seeing people. You know, people oh. stand at the right on the escalator. Oh, little home comforts like that. Oh, well, Edinburgh, Edinburgh is in my top five favorite cities in the world. Ah, it's definitely Edinburgh is like one of the best cities about. That's an absolute breath of fresh air from London as well. If you're getting a bit fucking hardened, yeah. if you're getting hardened by London, Edinburgh is a good Just city to chill. get in and fucking loosen you up a bit. And uh, Scottish people like Edinburgh, they're, they're the friendliest about, I find. Glasgow can be Glasgow's cool. Uh, they can be a bit... I've had like a couple of people who've been a bit funny with me. Mm. Like just a few people just a bit funny about my accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it a couple of times. But like not nothing bad. Just like, Yeah, there is a bit of prejudice towards southern accents in Scotland. Like I've always gotten away with it being a jolly. You'll there. get away with it because, I mean, essentially, like we were saying, I know there's some ruffle feathers. Basically, we were talking about this the other day. I can't remember who we were. If you were to just move the Scottish border, you could probably include Newcastle in it. No, oh, would nobody, win the league. Nobody. <laughs> I would embrace that. Nobody would. Nobody would really like be like. Ah, yeah, I can. I, there, I. There's a sort of the same thing. Yeah. You know. Well, this is the way I've looked at it. Right? Is um, the reason that um, people in Scotland dislike the English and the then and if you look outside of the UK and go to Ireland and why they dislike the English, it's because of the government. They feel like they've been oppressed by the government. Yeah. Ireland has got like a bit rich history of being oppressed by the British government. Scotland have got like a modern history of being oppressed by the British government. But you can't still hate 
you can't hate Newcastle if that's your reason because we've actually been oppressed by the the British government because they took away all our industry and all of our transport links and mm. didn't put anything there to replace them or any like fucking backup plan they just fucking pulled the rug from underwear and just left were hanging so the the Geordies actually have got a lot of resentment for the way they've been treated by the government so when the Scottish hate the English you're like oh yeah but you're on our side Newcastle's mm. actually on our side of the fence even if it's not on our side of the border they're on our side of the fence and that's how I think they feel in Ireland as well so that's why when I turn up at these places with a Geordie accent they don't treat me like the Englishman that they would treat you as yeah 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 I, I like there's a gig in Belfast the Empire like I don't bother doing it yeah because it is like I just don't want I don't want to go there and die for that little money and I have to fly somewhere and I have to stay over and I have to fly back and it's just a shit 24 hours. I just don't want to do it. Dude, no. what, do you, what, bro, what the fuck's going on? I know we run out of time, but like... Yeah, let's wrap up, man. Fucking Brexit, bro. Like, it's nuts, isn't it? It's oh. getting exciting. Are we going to be political, are we? Yeah, Let, Let's try it. Um, it's... I feel like it's it's beyond fucked up, right? Because it, it's, the, it's the fall of democracy, right? This is, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know... I'm an idiot, right? But what I've read... They're suspending Parliament so they can push through something that nobody wants, wants pushed through. Yeah. Our elected ministers are stopping it from getting not, pushed through. He's not elected. No, no, the, the MPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are, are stopping it? They're being suspended. They're the ones that the people elected. Yeah. Boris Johnson isn't the one that anybody elected. No, did anyone elect Boris Johnson? One hundred forty thousand people in the Tory party. As it right. in the Tory party. Right. Okay. So he is the unelected. Right, and this has been given permission by an unelected royals, right? But the elected ministers have been moved out of the way. That means it. That that means democracy isn't working, right? And and you know what we're doing about it? Nothing, because the football's on. An X factor for the lasses. <laughs> <laughs> and we're quite content. <laughs> yeah, because do, do, do you know what the thing is? Yeah. You go on social media and everyone's like, look at the chaos. What do you know? But then I look outside your window. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Sun shining, yeah, there's kids playing in the park. Squirrels just ran past me. <laughs> um, That's a honest- great callback. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I think Facebook might have fucked it because if we were up in arms before 2008, we didn't have a pillar to scream into, which is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right in your opinion on Facebook, it, it sheds you. Of the of the angst, but it puts it nowhere. Put Facebook is screaming into the pillar, and that's all it's, everybody is doing. When like we're doing nothing. It's Twitter's the worst, man. Twitter's the worst for it because like you just see people. I know we gotta wrap this up, but you like you see people on Twitter going, "You idiots! You what have you voted for? You idiots!" And you're like, "Look, man, there's some sick memes on here, so I'm just gonna mute yeah. that." I'm gonna go. Oh look, there's an account that just retweets fit girls. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, um, like... what's, what's his face? Uh, Jeremy Corbyn's calling for a general election, right? Oh my god, bro. that guy has as much. That guy. Do you know what he reminds me of? As he reminds me of like an uncle I had who just used to sit in a shed and smoke hash. Like he has no. He's like it's like, and he would have like these radical ideas. You're like, these are good ideas. What are we gonna do to implement them? And then it's like, yeah. oh, he's back to his shed. He just doesn't do anything. Yeah. What did he just say about the Jews? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is how um, this is how I look at it, right? As if a general election comes up, I'm, who'd you vote for? I'm gonna vote for Labour, right? Right, and this is why I'm gonna vote for Labour, right? Who does Rupert Murdoch 
least want to be in? Who does the order of the fucking sun in Starbucks least want to be in? Mm. Who would Katie Hopkins and P.S. Morgan least want to be in? Who would Donald Trump least want to be in? The answer to every one of them questions is Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. I'm voting for the person that's going to piss all of those cunts off. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only way I can vote. Yeah. You can't vote for your favourite person because there isn't really one. You just vote for the one that's going to fucking because they're the bad guys I've just listed the bad guys right if they are if they are fucking political icons and idols you're on the wrong team and just because yeah. the other team is this little fucking weak handshaking man that wants to get rid of the nuclear weapons that's that's keeping us safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh. we're in a pickle aren't we oh no we're in a pickle good. anyway your dad <laughs> <laughs> that's politics from fucking Morgan's and Milk anyway uh, uh, so your oh this is a bad way to start it your dad threw a banana at a black footballer not because he's racist but because he was genuinely concerned about his potassium levels he's <laughs> just naive and innocent <laughs> your dad wears a moon cup up his ass when he has diarrhea <laughs> Your dad really misjudged the Catherine wheel he let off at his co-worker Mike's funeral. <laughs> Your dad paid the dentist an extra £100 to take his rubber gloves off. <laughs> Your dad put on American History X thinking it was a George Washington porno. <laughs> Your dad got his dick caught in a zip. But it was as if it was tent. <laughs> uh, your dad was showing your mum some sick things he'd learnt at karate and now she lives in a halfway house. <laughs> your dad lost an eye by throwing a mentos and a bottle of coke and then having a look. <laughs> your dad doesn't smoke or vape, he steams. <laughs> Your, your dad wears George to go swimming. <laughs> your dad stuck up a tree. <laughs> your, your dad went to a straight pride march and got battered because he thought he was taking the piss. <laughs> your dad actually did drop his gay card <laughs> at straight pride. <laughs> uh, your dad used to put all of his own school photos around the house as well as yours because he didn't want you stealing the limelight. <laughs> Your dad tweets Ryan Collins saying, looking forward to your gig later. <laughs> Is that him? <laughs> uh, your dad walks the dog by grabbing its back legs and walking it like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> your dad used to pick you up from school in the pussy wagon from Kill Bill. <laughs> when your dad fell in love with your mum, he didn't know what the feeling was, so he checked himself into a and to get it looked at. <laughs> oh, it's really sweet. Your dad's screensaver is of the annoying orange. What's the annoying orange? Don't want to know. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. Wait, everyone Google annoying orange. Right, no, no, no. no. You're I'll, doing it now? I'll show you. It will be very funny. Okay, I'll just do this last just for one. Your, just for your reaction to the annoying the, orange. The face recognition feature on your dad's phone only recognises him when he's crying. <laughs> Same with everybody. This is the annoying orange. Nice! Hey. I'll just give you that snippet. Why have I just seen that? <laughs> right, that's it. The podcast. You got one last your dad joke? Are you done? Um, no, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, so yes. Anyway, um, that's what your dad's screensavers are. All over the world, you can see me and Daniel on tour. Um, you have to wait in March to see Elliot.
Why are you going between now and then? Oh, I'll go to clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I will do. I'm you got a website with a date on it? No. What am I? Fucking Stephen Hawking? No. What's going? This, this is this is a shambles of an. Right. <laughs> um, follow Elliot on Twitter. He'll let you know where he's going. Bye. We're getting right. Bye. <laughs>